Welcome to the San Antonio Realty Pros Podcast, where your host, David Karras and Stephen Randolph, dispel real estate myths and take you through the real estate buying and selling process with tons of tips, tricks, and life hacks when it comes down to the most important decision most people will ever make. So in today's episode, Dave, uh, we're going to be going over the all-important topic of what? Oh, what questions you should ask a realtor when you're selling your house? A realtor? A realtor. It's not realtor? It's not realtor. Oh, I saw this article today. Like Somebody put us a a photo of it. They spelled realtor R-E-L-A-T-O-R. I'm like trying to think of like i couldn't even realtor yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway if you're selling your home there's some questions that you need to ask Mm -hmm. important questions yeah so you know questions that are you know simple but mean a lot first one what is your experience oh uh you're the first house i've ever listed i just got my license last week is that bad not necessarily. The first house I got was about a week and a half after I got my license. I got it on Easter weekend and sold it that weekend too. So, yeah, you, you know, it all depends on experience, right? Mm-hmm. It, your marketability, your drive, your passion, etc. So just because somebody's new doesn't mean that they can't sell a house, right? And typically with a brand new realtor, there's somebody out there kind of monitoring them a little bit from their brokerage because their broker doesn't want to get sued. <laughs> so Yeah, for, that's what they pay that errors and emissions for. Yeah. So you ask them, what is your experience? You know, what is your price point? You know, do you normally focus around my area? How many yeah. houses have you sold in my this area? Um yeah, if you're if you're selling a luxury home and, and let's just call luxury five hundred thousand yeah, half a million and above, uh, if they're not used to working in that in that caliber of a home there's going to be a lot of things that they might miss out on that are important aspects of the home you know like the butler's kitchen what the heck he might not even know what a butler's kitchen is it's actually what butler's pantry but anyway same thing right (laughs) that's why you don't sell luxury (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute you just cut on me wait did i shot fire man come on but yeah so like if you're selling a million dollar listing yeah. You know, if I'm selling a million dollar listing, I'm reaching out to an art gallery. I still say it's a butler's kitchen. Yeah. Well, I'm I still look say it you're wrong. Google, hey, right Google it, right? Uh, Ask Siri. Siri, what it is. But anyway, so for a million dollar listing, I'm going to have a, a, a party there, right? I'm going to invite everybody from that neighborhood. I'm going to put it out onto different uh, forums that, you know, more affluent people follow. I'm going to reach out to the local art gallery or galleries and see if they have any art that we can hang up and make it fe- uh, centerpieces. Right? I'm going to hire a band to play some music. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to have a cater out there. Right? We're going to do for photos. We're going to go and do drone footage. You know, we're going to just there's just so much more that you do with a luxury home yeah. than a eighty thousand dollar home, and it's not to not a negative thing. It's just there's different expectations right right you and you have you have to mo- or market luxury homes a lot differently than non-luxury homes too mm-hmm. so 
the next thing you want to do is how do you, well, since we're talking about that, how do you, <laughs> how do you plan to market the home? Yeah, no, that's oh, true. Are you a triple P? Ask them this. Are you a triple P? And just see what their face says. Mm-hmm. Right? Write that down. Triple P. One, two, are, three P. One, two, three P. Yes. Three yeah. P's. Got P it. in a pod. Right? And just see what their face says. Right? Because if you ask me if I'm a triple P, I'm going to be like, heck no. What a triple P is, is a person that puts a sign in the yard, puts it in the MLS, and prays it sells. Yep. I call them triple P's. <clears throat> so I put the sign in the yard. Put the sign in the yard. Put it in the MLS. Put it in the MLS. And I pray to heaven. And you pray that you sell. <laughs> All right? I, like I call that. them triple P's. All right? Are, do you, what kind of leave it. Right. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a TV show on HGTV. <laughs> list it or love list it, it, it and leave it. I'm going to list it and leave it. <laughs> See what happens. Ask them, what kind of photos do you do? Oh, yeah. I, man, I, I turn my my cell phone sideways so I can get HD photos. Yeah. All right. If they say they use their cell phone or they happen to break out like some like 1980s Polaroid or some like little camera. The Vivitar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just the like, Walmart Vivitar yeah, camera. Just find a way to end that conversation. And the go. disposable one that you put in the Dropbox. Those yeah. are like the king. Yes. <laughs> hey, they're high tech if they have the ones that are waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, like, man, they're big ballers. <laughs> But oh get rid of them, right? Yeah. So can't do anything with that, right? For me, I come in. I when I come, I come correct. I use a Matterport. Yeah. Just let me dap real quick. <laughs> I wish you could see our hands. Yeah, we're just like, like we're just dapping. Right I just dabbed on them. <laughs> I'm coming correct. So, uh, I got a Matterport. I built a 3D tour of their home. Right, and when you log into it, when the viewer, when potential buyers log on it, it has this dollhouse view, and you can kind of look at it and twirl it around, and then you can pick which room to go into, and then there's there's these little dots that are on the ground, and you click on it, mm-hmm. and you can move your your cursor up and down, and look up at the ceiling, down at the floor, left, you can pan left, and you can pan right, you can go around in circles. Dude, you can You're, see stains on the walls with that thing. It's oh. So it's 4K. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, and I've and got the, a great story about the photos. The, the photos are 4K. The tour, you get to do it just as if you were right there. Uh, one of my friends actually sold a house on the first day of listing to an out of state buyer that never even saw it, got a full price offer because they did this tour. I had a house over in Northcliffe that, same thing. So a military person was moving in from Fort Drum, mm-hmm. never saw the house. Because they had that tour, they were able to go all around, yep. and they are like, you know what? I like it. You can't miss anything with it. No. I mean, it literally... <clears throat> I got a cool story. I want to I want to tell the story, because I think well, it's... Tell me what you great. want, what you really, really want. So, um, you know, my wife's a teacher, right? Right. So she's... And there's a listing over here near us, and their kids go to school with our kids. So my wife's, like, sitting on the sideline, and she hears these kids talking about... Um, they had gotten rid of their real estate agent because their photos were terrible. They, this is the kid. This is the kid talking about this. Oh, yeah. So we got rid of our real estate agent, and I guess they were telling the other kids, like, yeah, we got rid of them because our photos were terrible and all this stuff. And so I've got a listing, and one of the kids that um, owned the home on my listing was in the conversation with the other little ones. And so... She said, yeah, we're taking um, new photos with the new real estate agent today or tomorrow. And the little kid that's on my listing 
right? She pipes up and says, well, my real estate agent did these amazing pictures. And guess what she did next? She pulled it up. She whips out her phone. Right and how there. old is she? She's like nine. Yes. She, and she whips out her phone. Did she nay nay? And she whipped a nay nay. <laughs> and she pulls up the Matterport tour of her house and starts scrolling through the dollhouse version and, and the 3D thing. And she's going all through it and showing how awesome the pictures of her house are. And she's like, my real estate agent did this for us. And... You know, it basically smacked the face of the other right. kid because it's like my my my, <laughs> my house real estate agent's better. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yours sucks. So like, and so I've got these kids running around telling how how awesome I am now at school. Yeah. So the matter. <laughs> it's port, always good to have the schoolhouse on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So the Matterport tour building that pipeline <laughs> is huge. It it's it literally is, and I and I'll tell people when I do the the Matterport on the house. You're going to reduce some of your showings, obviously. Oh, and that's a positive. And it and, is. And what's when I tell my clients that too, they kind of like go back. Like, they're like, what? Why would I want to reduce my showings? Yeah, exactly. Well, tell them why. Well, the biggest thing is, is you don't have some stranger. Number one, on on the on the seller side, you don't have some stranger that you know, ten or fifteen couples coming in your house in and out. And this on the buyer side will allow you to get a really, really good aspect of what the house looks like without you having to get out in the weather, without having to spend gas money. If if you don't love your agent and you don't want to spend a whole lot of time with them, have I don't have that port, issue. Right, I don't either, but I'm just saying there are some that are kind of annoying and you just have to put up with them. So, No, you don't. Right? <laughs> you can, yeah, you can call me. It's all right. 210-501-9427. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so... You can you can do these Matterport tours in the comfort of your own home on your phone while you're going to a listing before you even get there because a lot of times you, you pull up in front of the place and the picture, whoever took the pictures of this listing did an amazing job, right? They brought in like the best photographer, the best editor. and they, Photoshopper. They photoshopped this thing to death. I mean, it's filtered and... And highlighted and shadow reduced and all in all yeah. the right places. But you get in there and it's like, what in the crap? This ain't the same house. Right. And I've had that happen a couple of times. And I'll tell the customers, I'll tell my clients a lot of times, I'll say, look, sometimes these houses photograph a lot better than they do visually in person. Yeah. Because it's just the way the camera lens is mm -hmm. and wide angle and the room looks gigantic and it's the size of your bathroom. Right. <laughs> you know, but, so... You know, one thing I tell my clients too is, hey, you're going to have reduced showings. Yeah. Because that person that's going to come into your house and within five minutes be like, I don't like the layout of the kitchen. Yep. Or I don't like the closet in the master bedroom. Exactly. Or I don't like the master bathroom mm -hmm. or whatever it is. They've already seen it. Yep. And you're not, it sucks because you're not able to have any kind of quantifiable data to yeah. say, hey, we could have had like 30 showings. Yeah. But you're not getting that phone call from the showing service. At 5.01, when you started dinner at 5 o'clock, saying, hey, so somebody would like to see your house in an hour. Yeah. And then you got to stop what you're doing or whatever. So it reduces showings, yeah. which reduces your, your inconvenience. But the showings that you have are going to be quality showings because they've already seen the house. They've already walked through it. Yep. They like it. They're just kind of getting trying to get a feel for the house, a feel for the neighborhood. Can your furniture really fit in there or whatever? Yeah. So... Um, you know, ask ask that realtor that that you're interviewing. You know, how do you? What kind of photos do you take? 
Yeah, like on the description on my MLS descriptions, I always put in the first couple lines, the one that the that people will see. Um, I always put in there, you've got to see the 3D, and I'll put the link in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to see the 3D tour before you even go do a show on this house. And then I'll go with my, you know, this amazing 3D, uh, right. whatever I'd say to draw some attention. Um, but putting that 3D tour in there in the MLS that shows up on Realtor.com and truly on all these other websites, um, you know, you got to draw attention to it. And I wish there was some sort of a tool, like a landing page that we could get some data from. Maybe I'll have to ask Heejin about that and see if there's Well, some... she can see how many views there are. Okay. So maybe so, that's something that we can do for our sellers yeah. Uh, too. Yeah. So you can just reach out to her and just say, hey, look, can you give me the statistics? Yeah. How and many can, people have looked at She can at log show? into Matterport. And and do it. And just so you know, Heejin's my wife. She's actually our photographer. She does the the 3D tours and stuff yep. like that. So that's kind of who we're talking about. So if you're wondering who this mysterious person is, <laughs> it's my lovely and beautiful and forgiving wife. Um, but uh, yeah, she does so an amazing job. She's can, also our transaction coordinator, yeah, so she'll she, be handling all your contracts. Yeah, so she's fantastic. Um, but, uh, you know... Get a list. Be like, hey, you know, give me a list of your last ten transactions. Mm-hmm. Go log into Realtor.com and look at the photos. If you're seeing your your Realtor in a mirror with a cell phone in their hand, then Not you need good. to find a different Realtor, right? Yeah. Is it, because their, their professionalism isn't there. Their technology savviness isn't there. They're willing to put some money into the listing isn't there yeah there's got to be attention to detail when you're doing it's marketing yeah and if they're not paying for photos they're not paying for marketing Mm -mm. they're not going to be buying flyers to leave at the house nope they're not going to be paying for ads on facebook and and stuff like that they're they're going to be a triple p whether they say it or not yeah we we have this amazing resource um to where we can download uh from the internet and build flyers for your home uh we use the rpr to do market data for the house. Um, we have all those, abil- you know, the ability to do that. When we do open houses, we put all that information out yeah. there. Do they do an open house? Will they do an open house? Yeah. Now I'll be honest 100% because that's what, that's what the Karis Randolph signature property group prides itself on is honesty and integrity. I want to tell you open houses. They don't sell. Houses. They don't sell houses. Mm-hmm. What they do is they allow realtors to get into your house to try and market it, mm-hmm. but to capture leads, Yeah. right? Somebody's going to walk in, they're going to be like, oh, I'm just looking, or I don't like this house, and then we're going to be like, oh, well, you know what? Um, I can help you with that. Yeah. Do you have a real, are you working with somebody? So I've known one person that in their career has ever sold a house they open housed, right? So it does work. Yeah, right? it's very it, slim. It, it can be like the lottery, right? You know yeah. you're going to pay a dollar for a lotto ticket and you're not going to win, but there's yeah. that chance that you are. So like me, and I'll tell my clients that right off the bat, look, I'll do open houses for you whenever you want. Yeah. But here's the reality behind it. I am more likely to get a buyer lead from it than you are a buyer. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that, you know, that I try to explain to my my sellers as well is like, look, we can do an open house every weekend if you really want to, because I'm sure there's enough agents in my office that would that would yeah. really love. But to all do you're it. doing, it, you you're know, just feeding them leads. Yeah, and you, you know now if you're gonna go to the movies or whatever, and you want to just try, or you're gonna be out of town. Like yeah. I have a client, uh, we have a house in Seguin. It's a beautiful four bedroom, three bath, shameless plug, thirty one hundred and fifty two square foot home. It's only one of two that are stucco in the community. But anyway, um, tell them why it's so special. Oh man, that's great. So the attic. 
is all decked and i can't even touch the, touch the, the roof of it it's, it's got a water crazy. softener yeah. the water softener is actually plugged right to the uh water spigot outside to the hose bib mm-hmm. sorry i had a country moment there for a minute so like when you wash your car to or water spigot. your gardens yeah it's clean water yeah i um, wouldn't really care so much about water in the garden but for sure washing my car yeah. It's got. Two, I want to do that to mine. It's actually. one story. It's got two masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both been masters, there, a nice house. Both masters are separated on each side of the house. The other two bedrooms are towards the front of the house. Mm-hmm. So the masters are kind of set off to themselves. They have two living rooms. They have two dining rooms. They have a butler's pantry. They have this nice butler's little kitchen or pantry. Pantry. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm gonna win this one day. Dude. You know I'm what? Hey, the the I win, did look the, it up. What is it? It says butler's pantry. Thank you. There's a reason why you don't sell luxury. <laughs> right. So if you got a $500,000 listing or more, call Dave, 210-319-9713. And I'll but do anyway, all the marketing. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do the drone footage. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's fantastic. It's it. This house, when I walked into it, they were like, what do we need to do to prep this house? And I'm like, <laughs> It looks like nothing. a model It looks better than a model home. It actually home. does. So my client is fantastic. You know, she's she's. And I like I want her to decorate my house. Yeah. No, no offense, baby. Uh, but anyway, um, that's just you know I might be on a couch, somebody's couch again. But she does a fantastic job decorating this home. Mm-hmm. They're awesome, and uh, you know we're priced well below the the builder's price per square foot. So if you're looking for an opportunity to have some um, growth and equity over the next couple of years, once that builder moves out, that equity is going to be like huge. Um, but anyway, back to see, like you got to find somebody that's always marketing your house. There you go. So, um, let's talk about communication. Communication is key, right? Every successful relationship depends on communication and a realtor and seller relationship is no different than a marriage, right? If you're not communicating, you're going to fail and nobody's going to be happy and it's just going to be bad. So ask them, how do you communicate? I tell my, I ask my clients, how do you want me to communicate? If you want me to call, I will call. Yeah. If you want me to text, I will text. If you prefer email, I will email you. I tell them that if they're married, put them on or, group or if, text. if there's two parties involved, I always group text. And I tell them that. I'm like, look, I will text you everything in a group text. Mm-hmm. That way everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, it doesn't single nope. one of them out. Right? So I, I, it, you know, I don't have... I don't have a, a husband be like, why are you always texting my wife? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have a wife that thinks that I'm only talking to her husband and keeping yeah. her out of the out of the loop or whatever. So, yeah. you know, I do a group text to, to the, the parties that are involved mm-hmm. because whether they're married, they're roommates, they're business partners, uh, relationship partner, whatever it is. Because yeah. I want everybody to be on the same page of, uh, of music. Yeah. So if I can talk to one or the other, they know exactly where we're at. But well, I have a perfect way to do it. I actually like that. I, I adopted that as well. I have some clients that pre- they're they're old school. They want to talk on the phone. Yeah. Guess what? I, hey, I they talk on the, the phone, phone too. They don't want to hit JKL yeah. just to get to the L. <laughs> right. Right. They're like Gibbs on the NCIS. Yeah. But um, you know, they want to talk on the phone. They're personable. They're, mm-hmm. They 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 appreciate that personal contact. Yeah. And I talk to them. And then I have some that they're just very busy and they only want to do an email. I have one client right now. He told me, he's like, 
don't email my wife. She hates that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, just talk to me. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just ta- So I'm just talking to him. So she doesn't want to be bothered by me. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever, whatever works for you. So you got to ask them, how do you communicate? Yeah. I had a client that was a victim of identity theft. They did not want anything communicated over email or anything like that. So anytime I had a form that needed to be signed, in person, I had I had to drive to their house, which is about 11, 12 miles away. I'd have to drive, get them to sign that one page, and then drive home and and you know go from there. Yeah. But you know when you do different things through, like when the title company sent out the information, mm-hmm. I had to print it off, take it to them, get them to sign it, and then I took it to the title company. That's the level of customer service that uh, I yep. provide, and you got to ask that realtor. Are they willing? Are to you go willing that far? to do that? Yeah, because some I mean, of them don't want to be bothered. No, there's a lot of them out there that they just want to give me the listing. I'll put in the MLS. I'll yeah. call you when we get an offer. And you can talk to my transaction coordinator from here on out. Yeah, right. That's so, cra- That's just crazy to me. Yeah, and and here's a different thing about Stephen and my transaction coordinator. They're doing stuff behind the scenes. You're always talking to Stephen or myself. You're always talking to Patty or Melanie if you're uh, who are our buyers agents. You're not ever talking. You're talking to that person that you've built that relationship with, not some person that you've never seen before. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because we 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 use the transaction coordinator, but we play the middle role and the face of the transaction the whole time. So if if the transaction coordinator needs anything, they're not going to reach out to you. They're going to reach out to us and say, "Hey, I need this." And I'm going to call you or email you or text right. you and say, "Hey, I need." You know, this addendum sign or whatever the case is. It's all about building relationships and providing exceptional customer service. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next thing we're going to talk about is you need to ask them, are they willing to, or are they going to work both sides, right? What if they have a buyer that fits your your home, right? The price, the, the demographics of it, everything, the location. What do so we call that? That's called intermediary relationship in Texas. There you go. And I call it, I hate it. Yeah, I typically don't like to do that. Yeah, and there's some realtors out there that would love to bring the buyer to their listing Mm -hmm. because then they can get both sides of the the transaction. I don't like to do that because I'm not in this business to make money. I'm in this business to build relationships and provide exceptional customer service. I've done intermediary twice. One was for a small land deal, so it wasn't a big deal. The other one was for a home, Mm -hmm. and the buyer saw my marketing. Wanted to, to look at the house. They ended up wanting to put an offer in it. And when it comes to that point, I can't represent either party. Yeah. I become a paper pusher, if you yeah. will. Um, I can provide material facts. Yeah. I can't provide opinion. Yep. They said this. And they, they said this. That's yep. it. And I hated it because like my clients, I, I pride myself on you know informing my clients, hey, here are the comps. Here's, you know, when we're doing our listing agreement and our listing appointment, stuff like that, mm-hmm. they should know and feel comfortable. And I leave them a copy of everything with all the comps. Yeah. This is what your house is worth. This is the range that we could probably sell it. Well, we got an, an offer. Mm-hmm. And after the inspection, they wanted to, count, uh, to, instead of repairs, ask for a crazy amount of money off of the house. And I could not go tell my, the listing my, the the seller, I cannot tell her, hey, look, this offer sucks. Say, no. Yeah. I can't tell her that because now I'm in an intermediary relationship and I can provide material facts. I can't provide opinion yeah. or anything like that. So I'm like, 
you know, here are the comps. You know, you, you know, for your community, how do you feel? And she was concerned about the closing date. She's like, as long as I can close on this date, I'm good to go. I could have got her like another 10 grand. Like it was like 20,000 off. It was like some yeah. ridiculous amount. I could have gotten her, you know, I could probably have talked to, if, if I wasn't working with the buyer, I could have probably negotiated around mm-hmm. and got it like five grand off. Yeah. And, or just say, Hey, look, if they're not willing to budge, cause I got it done in like three days. I was like, look, I, I could have been like, Hey, look, it's three days. Mm-hmm. Let's put it on the market for a week. Let's see what else we get. Right. Yeah. But so I, I really don't like doing intermediary where I'm working both sides because I need to feel good at night mm-hmm. and be able to sleep. And if I can't take care of my clients, I feel like I failed and that, that weighs heavy on me. Yeah. So you need to talk to, talk to the, uh, that realtor. Are you a listing agent or do you do listing and buying? Yeah. If and, you notice those last two transactions that I've done, I've handed them off to you. Um, the last, the, the, the last one, it was kind of a messed up deal, but I still didn't want to, you know, get involved with it, yeah. but you still couldn't really do too much because you had, you were there on the listing right. appointment with me. Right. I was on a listing appointment. Which, so I knew what your buyers, you already knew where they needed yeah. to be at. So and, that was kind of a problem. And so, and I, and, but I, I clearly told the buyer lead that you gave me that we weren't, yeah. I told him, I'm like, look, I cannot give you my opinion on an offer. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can run some comps for you. But I know the I know the seller's bottom line, yeah. and I can't use that information. I'm not going to use that information. I can't violate that trust. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we appreciate that because we wouldn't want that done to us. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want your listing agent to bring the buyer, you can specifically say that. Be like, look, I want you to represent me only, because yep. that's what I'm paying you for. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying you to be an intermediary and just shuffle some paper around. Yep. I need you there for your experience. I need you there for your negotiation skills. I need you there for your expertise and and whatever. So that that's up to you. But you can you need to ask them that. Now the next question is, do you work with buyers in this price range? I think that that's kind of a mute point because if you're just listing it and you're not bringing the buyer. What does it matter if you work with buyers in that price point? Yeah, because then you, it doesn't matter. It's kind of a mute point. But if you're open to, hey, I just want this house sold as fast as possible, that could be a valid question. A more valid question, I would think, is how many houses have you sold in this price point? Mm-hmm. Versus do you have buyers in this price point? Because who cares if you have buyers in this price point if you never sold a house in this price point? What do you know about it? Have If you've not mm-hmm. sold a house in this community, do you know about the HOA rules? Do you know about the community amenities? Do you know about the school district? Do you know, hey, you know, the county line runs through this property. Like half of it is on this, you know, half of our communities in this county, half of it's in this county. Yeah. You know, there's a community in shirts. It has a Cibolo zip code. The front half of it is in shirts. The back half of it is in New Braunfels. Right. The front half of it goes to uh, the Universal City Shirts uh, Cibolo uh, School District. The other half goes to New Braunfels School District. But it's got a, but both of them have a Cibolo zip code. So do you know things about the community like that? Those yeah. are more valid questions I would ask versus um, do you work with buyers in, in this price range? Yeah. 
um, ask them, what do you know about home loans? How does that affect you as a, a seller? Well, when you get an offer and they're looking for an FHA loan mm-hmm. or a conventional loan, or what if they? What if your price point is to the point where you can get some of the government assistance programs, like the Seth program, or yeah. you know things like down, you know home home buyer assistance programs, you know, or if you're selling land, are you familiar with the VLB here in Texas, the the Veterans Land Board? You know, they only work for lots that are an acre or more. Right. You know, if I if if I'm listing your lot and it's point nine nine of an acre, no I would tell you, hey, look. You're going to be with a conventional loan or a cash buyer, yep. Because you're not at an acre or more, so you you don't have to worry about getting a, a contract or an offer that has the VLB assigned to it. All right. So those are kind of questions that you want to to ask them. Hey, do you know about a the VA loan? Because VA ha, VA loan has these things called non allowables. What are non allowables? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what about funding fee? You know. There's all kinds of different things that, that you can do with loans. So those are kind of some of the, the key things. Um, uh, another thing is, what are your stats? Like if somebody asks me, hey, Dave, what are your stats? Well, I'm going to tell you, up until this October, um, you know, my, my statistics are my average is three and a half days on market. Mm-hmm. Right. This October is kind of we've had a lot of rain and, and bad weather, so it's kind of slowed down some showings. But if, if you take Seguin and Bulverde out of my statistics, my average days on market are still three and a half. But the housing market in Seguin and the housing market in Bulverde are a lot different than the housing markets everywhere else. Yeah. So the days on market there are a little bit longer. But, and I'm going to tell you that. If, you're the, if, you, if you live in Seguin and I'm doing a listing appointment, I'm going to be like, hey, look, my days on market are three and a half. The average days on market in Seguin are X amount. But I'm going to tell you, there's 100, like right now, I can tell you, there's 104 homes in Seguin on the market. Mm-hmm. Priced at 29000 and some change all the way up to like $1.5 million. Your house can price between this amount and this amount. There's going to be 14 or 15 houses, whatever it is, that are priced within here. Your average days on market are this. Your lowest days on market are this. And your highest days on market are this. I'm going to come with the statistics. Yeah, you'll have right? all the data laid out so they know so right away. So my days on market, when I tell you my days on market are three and a half, but your house is going to be on the market for 40, 50, 60, 70 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a house in Seguin that, that was on the market for like 180 days. Yep. I was doing everything I could. Mm-hmm. I was having showings and stuff like that, but it was a very unique property. Yep. The Seguin School District is not very high regarded, so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to live in there. So my house is in Seguin, Stay on the market longer. Yeah. Right? Especially at the higher price point. I can sell houses in Seguin all day long for 150 and under. Yeah. But the houses I've I've received in Seguin are 350 and above. Yeah, waterfront too. Yeah. So that makes it a little tougher. Yeah. So buyer pool kind of it shrinks, yeah. Yeah. Uh Bulverde. I have a house in Bulverde. It's on an acre and a half lot, but it's on a flood zone. Mm-hmm. That's killing a lot of the deals. That's and good. I'm gonna tell them that. I'm gonna it, I'm going to tell them that. I'm going to be like, hey, look, the, the flood zone is going to limit a lot of our buyers. Yeah. It cuts your buyer pool in half at least. Yeah, for and sure. And after Harvey and everybody saw what happened in Houston, I would go to venture say it cuts your buyers down to 75%. Yeah, and a lot of people, like we were talking with with Ryan um, with our tax and insurance, and he was telling us some ways that uh, you know a lot of people need to think about getting in touch with their insurance agent. It might not be as expensive as you think. 
Oh, it's like 480 bucks. Yeah. I have the flood certificate right online so that the, the realtor, yeah, if they're doing their job and looking at the associated documents, I've already provided that for them so they can talk and have that discussion with their client. Hey, look, it is in a flood zone. You're going to have to pay about $482 a year for flood insurance. Which, break it down for 12 months. But and, and, and ain't it, that expensive. And what I put in the realtor remarks is it's on a raised foundation. It's never flooded. Mm-hmm. There's been, uh, my clients, they were honest and they put that there was flooding on the property. It did come onto the property and there's a shed out there. So they they marked that it flooded one of the structures, but it was the shed that they kept a lawnmower in. So there's no damage done to was it. Was it like a 100 year flood plan or is it a five? No, it's an annual. It's an annual yeah, flood plan. Okay. So cause there's a creek bed that runs okay. back there. But, I got you. But those are the question, that, you know, those are the statistics I'm going to tell my clients, right? Transparency, so man. If, communication transparency. If you are having a listing appointment, and they're not coming around and saying, hey, these are how many houses are on the market in your zip code or in your area. Mm-hmm. And here's your price points. Here's the average days on market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They're failing you. Yeah. That's why but, I love RPR. I use it all because I can pull it up right there when I'm in there. I can print all the stuff off I want, but I can show them like, hey, this is how many houses. This is how long they've been on the market. Mm-hmm. So they can see like live data. Like I didn't just print something out and bring it. You know right. what I mean? Like that's why I like bringing the iPad in and showing them like I'll Put the within a half a mile radius, it shows them right there on RPR, how many houses are for sale, how many recent solds, and you know all that. So I, I like using that tool uh, as a resource. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's important stuff to cover. You know, I think you know if you're not asking some of these questions, you're definitely missing out. Yeah. Um, so, and, I've I've had dozens of listing appointments. Mm-hmm. And I've only had one that I interviewed with multiple agents. They interviewed me and I think it was like six other realtors. Mm-hmm. And they actually, and I recommend you do this, right? That way you have, you're asking the same consistent questions. But they got like, um, I don't know, they Google like, what to ask a realtor? Mm-hmm. And they had like 20 of questions. And they just read right from one to the next to the next to the next and they asked me all the same questions which is awesome i like that because i know that they did that with all the other realtors yeah and you know it, i i knocked it out of the park i mean they were just at, they were asking me questions and i just spoke from my heart told them exactly you know where i was at what i thought etc and i got the listing and you also uh, showed them an IABS form that no one else. Yes, and that, that helps too, you know. So in Texas, doing your you have doing a, your part. You have an information about brokerage services form. And if you're talking to a realtor, if you have a substantial dialogue, a substantive dialogue, which if they came to your house to talk about selling your house is a substantive dialogue. Bad. They're supposed to get you give you that form. They're supposed to provide it to you. You know, I provide it. Sometimes I'll ask for people to initial it and keep a copy for myself but all i'm not obligated to do that i'm obligated to provide that information Mm -hmm. so during our my interview i'm like hey here's my information about brokerage services form it i know you've already seen six others of these but i'm going to let you know that it goes over you know what a broker is what an agent is i'm a sales agent i work for a broker these are my minimum duties these are the different types of relationships we can have in a real estate transaction here's my broker's name my brokerage's name, my supervisor's name, my name, our phone numbers, our emails, our license numbers. So you can look us up with the state and mm-hmm. make sure that we're not crazy people. Super legit. They're like, 
You're the first person that gave us this. <laughs> I believe it, dude. And they're very they were very concerned about fraud and things like that. Yeah. Right? And they want to make sure that lines were you know, that the rules were followed and, and yeah. stuff like that. Why do you think I got the listing? Yeah. Because you follow the law. Because I follow the rules. Yeah. And I make sure I don't get in trouble. Yeah. I don't I make sure my clients don't get in trouble. <laughs> so it, it's crazy. And uh, Samantha in our office did the same thing. She she was working with a buyer. She met a buyer at a property. Mm-hmm. And they had already talked to several other realtors. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, make sure you give them the IABS. I followed up with her the next day. I was like, how'd it go? She's like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to help them find a house. And I was like, how'd the IABS go? You give them that? And she's like, yes. And she's like, they had talked to several other realtors. And I was the only one to give them that form. Jesus. Ed blows so, me away. So if yeah, if you you're having a, so much trouble, if you're having that. a substantive dialogue in the state of Texas with a realtor and they do not provide you that information about brokerage services, go to SanAntonioRealtorPros.com. <laughs> right, hit the contact us button. Right, and ask us to come talk to you. But they're they're not following the rules already, right from the beginning. Yeah, that's true. You know, so <laughs> you know the, you need to find out what your state requires that realtors give you. Yeah, and it's not just like something that we should do it's law yeah it's a it, literal it, there's law. no gray it's black and white <laughs> yeah you and shall or you will go yeah. away yeah and uh yeah some some real estate agents and, and brokerages have gotten in some serious trouble um you know legally for that yeah so you won't not with me trust me <laughs> if they're skipping if they're skipping steps like that the small, small stuff. easy thing like that there's tons and tons of other things that they're going to skip out and and just kind of gloss over um, which what, this is what, you know, differentiates us is that we are so driven to make sure that we cross our T's and dot our I's and, um, give the best care possible. And I'm not just tooting our own horn here. I'm just putting out facts. Like mm-hmm. it's a known fact that we take care of our clients, uh, to the best of our abilities. Um, but there are some lazy, you know, agents out there that just, just kind of go through the motions like the triple, you know, the three P's. The triple P's. And um, you could, you know, you could stand to lose a lot of money and a lot of time. I mean, it's the quicker you can get your house on the market and get it sold, you know, for the right amount of money is going to be better than jump in with an agent just to get the house on the market and they don't do their part. And then the house stays on the market longer than it really should. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've always said, like, I've been in sales a long time, but coming into the real estate market and selling houses, it's really not any different than any other sales job I've ever had. The difference that you find is the level of care that you have to deal with people in selling a house or buying a house with them um, because it's the most expensive thing they're ever going to do in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of goes through salaries and, and income levels with families is, you know, if this family makes, you know, fifty to $100,000 a year, they're going to be buying a hundred dollars to $300,000 house. And, and then it kind of, st- you know, as their income increases, so does the price of the home that they buy. And so they're not going to buy a car that's $100,000 and buy a house that's $150,000. The home purchase is the most expensive investment ever. And it's an asset if done right and uh you can't be making mistakes and taking shortcuts um so with that being said that's pretty much the end of the episode right dude yeah yep so if you've got any questions about um you know what to talk about 
you know, with a realtor for a listing appointment or any other questions, reach out to us. You can go to our website, sanantonio-realtypros.com, hit the contact us button, pop your name in there, send us the question. Hey, you know, I'd like to hear one of your podcasts about X, Y, and Z. And then we can go and do that. Um, we love answering our, our, uh, our listeners' questions. Mm-hmm. It makes it more uh, beneficial to everybody. And we have more fun doing it that way, too, because we know that we're actually impacting uh, particular people at, at that instantaneous moment. So um, you can find us on our website, SanAntonioRealtyPros.com, uh, Facebook. You can uh, find our handle at SanAntonioRealtyPros.com or the Karis Randolph Signature Property Group. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to get everywhere that we can, and we appreciate you listening. And subscribe, guys, yeah. please. Subscribe. It's one click. Yeah, one click. And we drop episodes Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, uh, 6 o'clock. And you know what? When my alarm goes off at 6 o'clock, I have like this little bright light that pops up with my little podcast alert. Yep. And I know it's there. And what do I do? I was I, I made it, but I'm just sitting there listening to it, right? Because I'm always trying yep. to contrique myself, or contrique myself. I can't even speak today. Critique <laughs> myself. Make sure that the information that we're putting out is relevant and beneficial. Yep. And it's awesome. So click subscribe. Wake up to an awesome podcast on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to us on your way to work. Uh, listen to us while you're t- brushing your teeth or taking a shower or working out. I, we can throw some beats on there. That The opening intro and the, the closeout <laughs> intro, man. Those are some great great beats to pump to. Just just loop it. I will pump you up. <laughs> like Hans and Franz. <laughs> All right, we all guys. have a good one. Yeah, thank you so much.